And then I guess they're, I just saw too the Lakers are potentially trying to get Nick Nurse or looking at him. Come on. But it's like never. No, they're gonna get dumped. They're gonna get dumped. They're, they're yeah, they just want like anybody right now. And no one wants like... to go. But that's the thing too. Like, and you know I like always bash on the Lakers and stuff. That's my job. Yeah. But like that's the thing too. Like Frank vote like they the Lakers organization announced that they were letting go of Frank to the media and they didn't even tell Frank like they didn't even tell Frank yeah I saw like that a, interview that's like not classy bro. move that's so shit like in anything like an I saw somebody say how seeing that Frank the way Frank was let go just shows that Frank wasn't the issue yeah and I totally agree with that it's just a weirdo show going on with the Lakers and just the way they handled that saying to watch that in a few days they're gonna let him know yeah even like, like how's that and like magic sense? too man like like he left the organization like there was something that he didn't like i don't know if he left this year or the year prior but there's something that he didn't like that happened that he was like i'm just gonna part ways and whatnot and he's going on a little press tour like bashing a lot of stuff that's going on there and i don't know man i think i think a lot like i said like i think a lot of people have their hand in the pot there's a lot of a lot of blame to go around but Stuff like that, like the like, just the disrespect in the organization to players, to legends, to coaches, that all starts at the top. You know what I mean? So whether it's Palenko, whether it's Genie Bus, whether it's Kurt Rambis getting hammered on the sidelines, I don't know. But <laughs> there's someone in there that's uh, you know adding a bit too much sriracha sauce to the to the stew. With that, welcome to the Lob It Up podcast. Bit of a different scene for me. Um, we'll we'll maybe get into that. I don't know. But uh, how are you boys doing? How was your day? How was your week? Are you excited for this episode? Because we're gonna be talking about the play-in, but then we're also gonna be talking about the first round. You know, playoff predictions, giving our predictions. You know, seeing how we fare, seeing how we do. So first off, you know, let me ask Chris, how you doing today, man? Not too bad, man. Not too bad. You know, just uh, coming off a busy weekend, all of that. So just trying to enjoy like my sleep and just catching up mm-hmm. before this like week starts and into another busy week. But totally forgot it's Good Friday, so hopefully everybody's made plans for this oh, nice long weekend. Shout out, little some chopping. Is it a four day weekend or a three day weekend? Three day. Yeah, I think you get the day. Monday off, right? Some I know uh, Tarek, my roommate. He uh, he works for. Uh, the government, but he gets both. Mm-hmm. He gets Good Friday and Easter oh, and Monday. Easter Monday. So, shout yeah, out, pending. Shout out government. Yeah. That. yeah, yeah. Sounds like fun. Yeah, I know. I know. See you, Bachelor. About yourself, I man. Wish. How you doing? You're working I'm on a couple good, hours of sleep, eh? A couple hours of sleep and a couple. I was cups just of gonna say, off like four hours of sleep, two iced coffees in my blood right now. I'm gonna inject some more in a few hours. Yep. Just so you know, keep the energy going. Hopefully, I don't fall asleep during the episode. If I do, it's not that you guys are boring <laughs> me. It's just that I'm just going off yeah. a low energy. Yeah. But, you know, I'm doing good. I'm excited. Not really after what happened last night, but we're going to get into yeah, it. Yeah, we're definitely going to you know, get I'm fake excited until it gets to my team. We're definitely going to get into it. And I know you guys on the screen that we're recording on right now, you can't see it. But for the viewers that are watching, be able to see it. I tried to incorporate jerseys that are hanging on my wall of playoff teams or potential playoff teams so i've got two from the west and i got two from the east i got 
The Phoenix Suns up here, retro Charles Barkley jersey, Kawhi Leonard Clippers jersey, a Dwayne Wade, what is it, Miami Vice jersey, and in that corner way over there is, of course, a Michael Jordan Chicago Bulls jersey. So try to add a little bit of playoff, you know, action and, and whatnot into the, to the episode. But um, before we get into the play-in and the playoff predictions, let's get into the takes of the week. Um, I know Siavash, I don't know if this is your take, but I know we were talking about something off the top um, before we started recording. So I'll let you get started with your take of the week. And if it's not your take of the week, we'll talk about it. I don't know what you're referring to. The the most random Twitter, or not random Twitter beef, the most random NBA beef between Composo and... Mm. Oh, yeah. No. We've seen, I think we've seen more random stuff going on. But, uh, no, my take of the week actually goes to yesterday, the last day of the season. And I really think the way the NBA has set it up, the last day of the season is coming out to be one of the worst days of the season. Yeah. <laughs> I think most of the players were not playing last night. Uh, shout out to Drew Holiday. He just came into the game, yep. quick foul, got three hundred five thousand dollars for his to hitting that benchmark of his contract and getting the bag. Uh, I think same thing with CJ McCollum. Yo, shout out to you CJ know? for just going on Twitter and being like, "Yo, don't put me in your bets. Don't put me in your parlays tonight. I'm I'm gonna start the game like for a quick minute and then I'll be off." So me as an avid sports better who actually likes to you know. Put CJ in my in my parlays. I appreciated that. So he's definitely a go for that one. <laughs> Save me some money, bro. I lost. I would have lost. Did you see the? Was it a clip from last night or was it a few days ago where the Sixers fan is on the sideline and the Sixers are up against the Pacers and he's like the money line's fourteen points and the Pacers come down and hit a three and the guy goes fuck. <laughs> I didn't see that, but I feel his pain. I feel his pain. Bro, yeah. I'm like, dude, to be in the game in that moment and just looking at the score, you're like, I need this to stay. Please don't get a bucket. It worked. Be it worked out for me last. Yeah, yeah, literally, there would be a hole in my wall, <laughs> and it'd be a phone, an iPhone sized hole. But um, that almost happened to me last night. I had a, I had a nice little five dollar to seventy five dollar parlay, um, and one of the, one of the legs was uh, the Dallas Mavericks to win on the spread by seven and a half. And at the halftime, around half point mark, um, Luca uh, injured, you know, he clashed knees with another player. And uh, I think it's just a calf strain. He should be fine for the playoffs. But, um, yeah. yeah, they took him out. And I was like, oh, my God. Like, they were beating the Spurs by, like, 15, 20 points. And the Spurs came back. It was really close. Um, I ended up, you know, that they beat, they beat the Spurs by 10. So I got my money. But I was very concerned. Very concerned. Boban went off for me, though. That's nice. Yeah. Oh, no. he, man, he was like he was like flashing like some like retro no look passes. Like they were double double teaming. I was like, oh, Bobon, let's go, man. Yeah, oh, that's funny. He's one of those players in the league that you can't hate. Like you know what I mean? There's some players like everyone hates or most people hate. Um, and you know, there's there's some players that everyone loves. All right, so so let's get into the take of the week. I know I just basically went on the, that toe monologue that we always talk about, but Sivash, go <laughs> ahead and go ahead and give us your take of the week. Yeah, no. So that was my take of the week. Is uh, the last day of the season oh, yeah. has turned out to be the worst day of the season. Yeah, I that. just think with everybody kind of picking and choosing who they want to play and being able to, you know, get everybody sit down it just became a terrible day in the league mm-hmm. you know and especially with this season it was kind of weird because 
I think almost everybody was kind of set in place with the position they were going to be. The mm-hmm. Bulls, they were going to be the sixth seed. The Raptors were going to be the fifth seed. It was just kind of like set in place so that games did not matter, especially with the play-in. The Lakers, you know, even though they won, it didn't matter. So it just felt like a kind of pointless day in the NBA. And that's where I think the NBA got to figure something out with like the end of the season tournament with something to make it meaningful for these teams to play even to the last game. Yeah. Yeah. And it was like, we saw it too with the standings, but we also saw it kind of with the scoring title, right? It came down to obviously LeBron just missed the minimum games by two, um, but it came down to Giannis and, and Joel and, um, Joel was Joel and James Harden were slated to play that last Philadelphia game yesterday, but then when Jan, when Milwaukee announced that Giannis and the rest of the starters minus Drew Holiday for that first jump, but um, when they announced that Giannis was out, Joel was like, "Okay, that means like I've officially won the scoring title. I don't need to play." And then they announced that James and, and Joel sat. So I was like, "That's so crappy, man!" Like I was because I was really excited. I told you guys like. These two matchups, like Philly and Boston matchups, are massive for teams in the East. Your teams especially, you know, it really is mm-hmm. going to determine who plays who in the first round. Um, so go ahead, Chris. Um, you know, let, let us know your thoughts of, of what Sivas just said about kind of the, the last couple of games down the stretch, especially that last game, but, you know, maybe even a couple of games before. What's your thoughts on that? And you know, Yeah, I think there needs to be, like, a little bit more just to kind of like entice these teams to like keep it going all the way through to the last little bit like those last like few game stretches because you know yeah you are getting key players sitting and I do I you know what I totally understand you want those players to sit because you want them readily available for like the playoffs and it would suck if you know somebody got hurt last game and it's like wow now they're out for the first round aren't coming back and now your team's gone mm-hmm. okay. but <clears throat> yeah, yeah. Exactly right. Could have been. Could have been worse with Luca. Mm-hmm. Could have been worse. Like, thank God, like it wasn't. But yeah. you know, so but yeah, with like nothing really to entice these teams to be like, yeah, like let's just keep playing hard. You get all these like weird lineups. Like even yesterday, the Knicks playing the Raptors. Like Obi Toppin dropped like forty two. Um, who's the other guard? He dropped like thirty what thirty six or something like that. I know Amir Coffee for. I know Amir Coffee for the Clippers dropped thirty five. I think. Yeah, so you got some of these, like, young guys, like, playing, like, nice and stuff like that, and it's, you know, they're just going off now. It kind of sucks because you're getting these whack-ass lineups, and I feel like a player like Obi Toppin and, like, uh, the other guard there, what's it called? Um, Manuel Quickly. Manuel Quickly. Yeah, Quickly. I I feel like they would have done extremely well if they would have had more playing time throughout, like, the regular season, too. See, you know what? I don't mind. Like, they they had decent playing time. Um, Mm -hmm. A lot of people... You know, some people I've been hearing on Twitter. Some people are saying that Obi Toppin might be the number one in New York and not RJ Barrett, but that's a different conversation. Mm. Um, but uh, you know, it's I, I would rather see those guys ball out. You know, the mm-hmm. Amir Coffey, who's had a bit. You know, he's he's kind of played a bit this year, but especially the Obi yeah. Toppins and Emmanuel Quillies. I would rather see them play than the fucking like weird players that no one has ever heard of that have been playing for OKC. Like, OKC doesn't yeah. have a deep roster as it is, and now they're, like, <laughs> finding people from Serbia, and, like, like there's yeah. a guy, I, I don't even know, it's, his name's Krejci. I know a hockey player named Krejci. Why is he now in the in the NBA? Like, it's just so confusing. It's just weird, man. Weird, man. And it doesn't make, like, basketball, like, appealing to watch no. well, either at this point. It's hard to watch OKC games as it is, but... <laughs> 
Yeah. Yeah, definitely. You know, that was a thought I was having earlier today where I was like, man, where is OKC going? I don't know. At some point, they got to look at the timeline where they got SGA for, I think he's around 23, 24 years old, and he's already got a max contract. They got Giddy, they got all these other guys, and they got all these draft picks. At some point, they got to cash out and just try to go for it. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know what this timeline is going to look like for them. They were definitely a contender for Sabonis at the deadline, but after that, I'm not sure what's going on with them. And like you said, does it fit their timeline? Like, that, does it work for them? And, like, again, mm-hmm. as a Clippers fan, we gave them a lot of picks, but, like, you know, if you don't do anything with those picks, like, if those are just, again, a bunch of guys you have accumulating, like, it's, it's great to have all this young talent, but if you have a shit ton of young talent at every single position... Not all that talent is going to get their minutes and therefore is likely not going to develop into the great caliber players that they could have. Maybe not with your organization, but with another organization they could. Yeah, the talent pool in today's league is insane. Mm-hmm. Very much so. Um, Chris, your take of the week. What do you got for us, man? Uh, honestly, I don't have like a crazy like take this week. Um, I haven't had a chance to watch too, too much basketball um, over the week. Again, like touching back to C's thing I'm not really like enticed to watch basketball right now because like nothing's like crazy after all the spots and all the uh, you know positions have been kind of like locked in I'm not really turning on basketball too too much until we get to the play until we get to the playoff and the real meat and potatoes comes back I'm th- I don't want that broccoli I don't want that those gross side dishes of these nowhere games that don't mean shit like you told I've been actually watching a bit more baseball and like that's about it but. yeah so now I'm just kind of reading up on these like baseball baseball's actually not that bad it's it, I chirp it because it's very long <laughs> and very like boring and dry but like at what inning are you turning it off uh, by inning three and a half maybe four I'm like <laughs> I'm not turning it off but I'm like not, You're on your phone. Not paying attention. I'm like doing other He's things. I'm away. putting around. Okay. But you know those like that seventh, eighth inning where it's like, you know, I especially if I have bets on it. Oh, big fan, big baseball fan. I'm clapping. I'm like, yeah, let's go two out. Let's go one more, one more. Like, let's go, Jay. Yeah, exactly. No, no, I'm a Yankees guy. I'm no, a Yankees. Yankees. Oh, yeah, Yankees, Yankees guy. On. Okay, but okay. Still, okay. and no, the Jays have been the Jays have been nice. The Jays have actually been. Mm-hmm. You know, oh no, super. They've been very nice, but. Uh, this is not the whatever you want to call it. The I don't have a good. The curve it up. Uh, I was trying to like think of a word, but yeah, it's not the curve it up podcast. It's the long enough podcast. So we'll get back to basketball. And with my take, you know, I'm putting my stake in the ground. Um, we uh, I had the conversation with you, Sivash, a couple times. I it was so difficult for me to pick the MVP. You know, we we did the awards last week. It was so difficult for me because there's just been three great guys all year. Some people want to throw a bone to Devin Booker, blah, blah, blah. Some people want to talk about job, blah, blah, blah. Giannis, Joel, and Jokic, far and away, three best players, three deserving candidates. Joel, for me, kind of slipped off, you know, the past couple weeks. I don't like Joel, how he's played with James Harden as much as I liked him before James Harden. I really like Joel kind of shining on his own. Giannis is great. Giannis is the best player. And this is where I was talking to you, Siavash. There's a lot of confusion, myself included, where it's like the MVP, the most valuable player, doesn't always mean the best player in the league. Mm 
right? It's like if you took that player off the team, where would they be? And, you know, you, you I came into the last podcast, I was Giannis. And you had said something that swayed me. You're like, yeah, but if Jokic was in, if their team was in the East, then they're only like one win behind. And, you know, if you took Jokic off the Nuggets, are they even a playing team? You know what I mean? Like, they got Eric, Eric Gordon, mm-hmm. Will Barton, you know, Monte Morris. Like, we're talking some, you know, some talent. Fine players, some <laughs> fine players, but fine is not good, and good is not great. Um, but man, I, I gotta go with Jokic. I mean, like, I'm gonna still give Giannis DPOY. I'm gonna get obviously Joel earned himself the scoring title, so they all get they all get something. They all get, they all get a award. But Jokic has got to get the MVP, and you know, I, I just think what he did, especially you know, being the first player to ever get. 2,000 points, 1,000 rebounds, and 500 assists in a in a, a season. The league's been around for 75 years. No one's ever done that. You know, this is this. He can arguably go down as uh, I don't want to say the greatest big man of all time, because I think there's big men that have been a greater defender than him. But easily, far and away, uh, he can go down as the greatest off like offensive big of all time. So I got to give Jokic just my take. I'm putting my stamp down. Jokic is the MVP. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I want to go back to two things. First, we've been giving a lot of slack to one of the best players, one of the best point guards we've seen, Russell Westbrook, in the past few episodes. One one stat I saw was in 2017, he was very close to breaking that stat. Oh, really? By having 2,000 points, 800 rebounds, and 800 assists. So he was very close to that, but of course he was unable to break it. And I think that's a shout-out at least as the guy that went closest to that. The second point is Giannis for DPOY. Last night I sent you guys a pic of a comparison of Anthony Davis and Giannis Antetokounmpo and how Anthony Davis has played 20 games less than Giannis and has one less block. To me, look, if you're going to be a big guy who's going to be a defensive player of the year, you got to at least show something. You gotta show some protection. You gotta show something that is showing us that hey, you're making a difference. You're not guarding everybody. You're the guy that's hey, I'm gonna guard the non-shooter. I'm gonna step up whenever somebody joins. Mm-hmm. And that's that. I'm not saying hey, Anthony Davis should be defense player yeah. here. All I'm saying is that's a you know that gives a little bit of perspective of where Giannis is sitting sure. in his DPOY case. For sure, for sure. Okay. Um, I do have a question. Chris, what would you say to win an award, right? Whether it's six man rookie, let's use DPOY because we're talking about you know um, yeah. Anthony Davis. We're talking about you know the blocks and stuff. What would you say is the minimum amount of games you need to play to qual? In your opinion, to qualify for for a, an award like DPOY, I would say at least. 51% of like the season. 51% of the season. How many games 51%. did How many games did Anthony Davis play? 40. So that's not 51%. So that's below the 51. Mm-hmm. Do you uh, want to know yeah, why? We'll say... Do you want to know why? One more Sorry, game than half. Yeah. Do you want to know why, why I bring this up? Because we're going to talk about, you know, we're going to reflect and we're going to give the people that deserve it their flowers. But we're, we're talking about the bets and stuff. And I was watching some videos back on the podcast. 
And me and Mr. Gorbani made a little bet on who was going to win the Defensive Player of the Year. I took my guy, Bam. I don't think he's going to mm-hmm. get it. And you took Anthony Davis. That's why I asked, because I disqualify that bet. That's not fair based on injuries. I don't even know how many games Bam played. Bam was injured for a bit. But I just yeah. wanted to bring that up in general. Um, what about you, Sivash? Do you agree with the 51%? You have to at least play it just a smidge over... Um, you know, half the games. I actually, I'm going to go more. And wow. I think the line at 55 games, I think, is a good okay. kind of stop. Because when you look at it, you can miss more than 25% of the games and be the most valuable in something. Mm-hmm. You know, I think the best ability is availability. Bingo. And, and that's why as long as you're the there and you're now. able to affect the game. And Bam, you know, Bam has a great case yep. for Defensive Player of the Year right now. And I think he has played just around 55. And the biggest thing that's stopping him to be in the conversation right now is the fact that he's missed some games. So yeah. when we think about all of that, I, right now, of course, if we had to pick one, Bam would definitely get it. But I think at the time, listen, I did not see AD doing all that. So yeah. Yeah. I was definitely confident in my bet back then. I did not think Bam was going to have that defensively. Yeah. But I think it's gone too opposite direction of what I was thinking. I feel you. Um, Speaking of bets, let's get to it. Let's. This guy's gonna be so fucking bricked up. I can already just smell it. Like it's disgusting. So we'll start. At, we'll start with the first bet that I have. The live bets. Chris, the Raptors mm-hmm. make the playoffs. Siavash and myself. So the Raptors do not. That was a twenty dollar bet. Yeah. So yeah. yeah. I'm, gonna, make, I'm gonna put an animation of negative ten over my head. Yeah. Yeah. That's right um, What's uh, just give us a quick, you know, synopsis. You know, we talked about it. You had them at eleven, but you 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 thought that they might be able to sneak in that eight and ten spot. Now they went ahead mm-hmm. and they secured a spot, and I think they secured a spot over the red hot early Chicago Bulls. Don't say I think. <laughs> like you say I think. Like this just happened last night. Like get the fuck out of here. <laughs> Sivash has been very negative about his team lately. I've been asking because I'm like, I should I bet on this squad? And he's like, yo, fuck that team. I don't trust them. And I'm like, fair, bro. Like, I, I understand. But, you know, give us a quick breakdown. You know, do your little victory lap on this man. I'm a humble guy. So I'm not out here. I'm not going to be gloating. I'm not going to be, you sure. know. It's a comedian. This man's a comedian. on the flags. Yeah. It is what it is, you know. You guys can just give me the money in silence. I'm not going to make a big deal out of it. Yes, I had faith in my squad. Like I have told Siavash in previous episodes, you gotta, you got to have faith in your squads right down to the nitty-gritty. You can't just give up on them. And see, what could happen? Yeah. I didn't give up. Um, moving We're at the top. Moving, well, you're not at the top. Yeah. Climbed over, climbed over the corpse of a dead bull. Hey, bro, take the Stepped microphone away that. from him. Um, <laughs> He's going. Off. Yeah, no, we we gave him this script. new clear microphone. He thinks he can start, you know, spitting this super hot fire. Wait, yeah. George Bush hates black people. Yeah. Take um, okay, moving on to the next bet, and this is again, Chris is coming away um, with the W in this one. And you know, I, I'll be honest. If it weren't for the injuries that the Nuggets had all year, oh, but more specifically the imploding team in the Utah Jazz, the Dallas Mavericks would not have landed in a top four seed. However, injuries happen. Shit chemistry happens. That's all a part of the game. You can't blame that on the game. 
Chris said that the Mavericks would be a top four seed. I projected that they would be a five to eight seed. I did. Go ahead and give you another victory lap. Humble guy. Yeah. Humble uh, guy. Right see, there. <laughs> see, if you could do me a favor when editing this, just edit me in a snap noise because I can't do this. But this is for my boy Topes. The old hockey snap. Uh, obviously, I can't do the noise, so just just give me a little little snap in there for me. Yeah, that's my some some of the that's my that's my celly right there. Um, <laughs> and so just tell like tell me what your confidence was because again like Matt the Mavs didn't start that way they weren't hot all year they, they weren't not. an elite team all year but they really turned it on you know after I would say honestly probably December they started turning on but really were a very very hot team after the trade deadline and you should no. say you mentioned that there was injuries with other teams they also dealt with some injuries with Luca mm, that's true of course with his ankle and knees and also his belly and being at overweight they also dealt with and see the thing is people say I body shame people say I'm fat shame you body shame every episode who who made the who made the hookah hookah donchich that wasn't me bro that wasn't me that was the internet I just like the name hookah donchich that's sick Uh, but tell us tell us where your confidence came with with the Mavs especially after seeing in the past you know I guess it's regular season or uh, mm-hmm. regular season versus playoffs, but you know, knowing that there was issues with Rick Carlisle, they got him out. That's a new coach in there, you know. Um, mm-hmm. Chris has Porzingis. You know, tell us what your confidence level, how you were so confident in the mask in that top four seed. Honestly, man, it just it just basically boiled down to just kind of like watching them play like season before and stuff, and you know, Lucas' performance and whatnot, and then. Yeah, you know, Porzingis was kind of like here and there. So I, was, I had hope that Porzingis would show us flashes of Porzingis of old. And, you know, he would just kind of turn it on and just really start meshing well with like Luka. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, you get those other like key players just coming in there and just, just kind of helping too as well. But honestly, man, I, I wish I wish I could tell you there were stats. I had pie charts. I had forts. I was calculated. I was that meme with you just see all the math equation. Brother, it was literally just dumb luck. Yeah. I just wanted to bet against you. Well, that was it. I went, fair. I went with the gut, and the gut told me believe in the hookah. And you fared, you fared well. You came away with twenty five dollars in the live bets this season. Um, I'm sure we can, you know, the play ins coming, the playoffs coming. We can definitely sprinkle in some more bets uh, for the postseason. One more bet. One more bet, and Chris, it doesn't involve you. It's between okay, okay. Sea of Ash and myself. I, Damn, I was see, hoping much, you will forget this. No, 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 no. Because, because I lost. I lost two. I needed to win one. Um, Seabash was not a fan of the Cleveland Cavaliers, and they did go on a skid. They lost Darren mm-hmm. Allen. They did go on a big skid. They were they were a pretty hot team early on. I we all didn't think that they were going to stay up there. They kind of came back down to earth, but. Seabash said that the Cavs will miss the playoffs or the play-in, and I was very confident that they make the tournament. Now wait, what were the boundaries on this? Bet? Review it is because re- in the play review in? it because I I went back and I checked. It said playoffs play. Watch in. the film, coach. Playoffs play in. We can we can so pull it back up. The bet is done. I'm confident. Yeah, five dollars. Okay. So okay. at the That's end of the day, Ivash uh. needs to make a fifteen dollar payment, and I no Ivash needs to make a yeah fifteen dollar payment. I also need to make a fifteen dollar payment. But I receive five dollars. Chris really just I'm just wiped the floor with us. Money. See, this is see, this is where we need to take our money back. 
We don't care about the regular season, right? We're like AI in the, the press conference. Guys, We're okay. talking about playoffs. <laughs> Let's raise the stakes. We're talking playoffs. Fifty dollar minimums. Let's go. It's Let's go. Only this is where we got to bet it back. We got to run a you double know, or nothing. This, but this, this is, is where it gets like into, we're not. This is where it gets into degenerate gambling. This is where it's like, okay, I know I can win. I need to put five hundred on red. I'll get my money back. I swear. Put the mortgage no, on man, it. No, man. Like, it's like, I'm not going to my bank to send you $5. Yeah. Like, we got to make it something serious or it's not worth it. That's facts. Yeah, I think, uh, like, an e-transfer fee is, like, $1.50. Yeah, it'll just be so a drink. $5 <laughs> is a drink. $5 is a drink. Um, okay, so those are the bets all wrapped up. Like I said, we'll get into some probably postseason bets as they come. Um, but let's talk about the postseason. Let's talk about the play-in. Um, I don't know if anybody has the schedule pulled up. I'll pull it up right now from my own records. But the play-in starts on Tuesday, um, which I believe this episode will probably be going out on Tuesday uh, or Wednesday. It'll be today when you're listening to this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but here we go. We've got. You want to start in the west or in the east? I say we just go by the west. By the west? Okay. So the 7-8 matchup, interesting matchup, um, the Minnesota Timberwolves, which again, you know, I think we had faith in them as potential, they had the potential mm-hmm. to do it, um, good to see that they actually made it, um, but the Minnesota Timberwolves versus the LA Clippers, the winner will go on to play the second seed, the Memphis Grizzlies, the loser will go to the next match will play the winner of the 9-10 uh, game. So, Chris, I asked Siavash for his take of the week first. I'm going to let you kick it off. Give us your breakdown. Give us your prediction on the 7-8 seed Minnesota Timberwolves versus the LA Clippers in the playing tournament. The Minnesota Timberwolves will beat the Los Angeles Clippers. See, look at that. He, he spent so much time on Pat Bev's Instagram. He's a huge fan of him now. <laughs> Either way, I was coming into it. I was winning on this one. But go it's ahead. Pat Bev's revenge game. Yeah, go ahead. It, it's, it's, it's a really interesting... The way the reason I say it's really interesting is Pat Bev knows this organization. And he knows his team. Mm-hmm. There hasn't really been a lot of change. Sure, a few you know role players, key players. And um, the Clippers, not so much on a competitive level, but... Uh, Paul George and Carl Anthony Towns, I didn't know this, they're really great friends. So there's a lot of, you know, uh, recognition between the two organizations. Um, but let us know, like, why why do you have Minnesota going on uh, to face the Memphis Grizzlies? Honestly, man, I just think we're just going to see, like, a sneaky little upset. Because, like, mm-hmm. yes, we have Paul George coming back, returning, um, a couple other players. Uh, Ka- Kawhi is still not set to come back at all, right? See if you no. talk about no. it. See if knows more than I do. Yeah, because no. I see like posting like there's rumors here and there, but you know, yes, love me some PG, um, but I, I don't think the man's gonna be able to do it alone. It's been a long season for these guys, and uh, but PG hasn't been playing. Have just been on a roll. PG hasn't been playing that long season. Mm-hmm. But. Well, well, I don't know, man. Like I said, I think we're gonna see some sneaky shit. I think we're going to get to see Carl Anthony Towns. Not going to drop another 50-piece, but he's probably going to go wolf. Okay, so you have you have Minnesota ending up to play the Memphis Grizzlies and the Clippers to play in that next matchup against the winner of the or the yeah, the winner of the 9-10 seed. Seavash, do you agree with uh, Chris here or do you have a different uh, opinion? 
I'm going to uh, disagree with Chris. Interesting. And okay. the reason for that, I'm not sure if it's my dislike of the Timberwolves or if it's like, you know, my interest in the Clippers. He has he has thrown some shade on the Timberwolves this season. Like, anytime yeah. Chris slightly just Stays. mentions it's a big three, see, that's just quick to be like, that's a medium three. Let's be real. That's a that's medium three. A schmedium. Yeah. He wants to say small. Yeah. He calls it schmedium. But uh, go ahead. <laughs> why, why, like... Why the hesitation around around the Timberwolves? I don't believe in them. They're a young team. Their only backbone and maybe some push in the playoffs is Pat Bev. Carl mm-hmm. uh, Towns has only been in the playoffs one time with Jimmy Butler, and I think he was a ghost in that series. But he was a young guy, so hopefully we can see the improvements in the future. But I got this weird faith in the Clippers, man. They're they're in for these moments. They're experienced. They're yeah. built for this. Yeah, and like last night they had a fifty win, yeah. fifty point win against the Thunder. Against of a course. bunch of nobodies. That doesn't count. Of they also had a bunch of nobodies. That's, that's nobodies. They also that's had nobody. a bunch of nobodies. That's milkmen. That's Amir milkmen. Coffee dropped thirty five points. Have you ever, <laughs> besides me or what you're doing in the morning pouring your coffee, have you ever heard of Amir Coffee? No. Exactly. I don't even know who the guy, I don't know who the guy is. Exactly. No, but the, the other thing is, Chris, I think two games ago, they also, I think, had, like, a really good three-point uh, shooting night. And, like, it's just they're kind of ramping up to this point where I think they got that same kind of, like, energy they had during the playoffs last year. Mm-hmm. I think if I, I'm, you know, again, I'm just going with my gut in this situation. Again, maybe there's that little bit of dislike for the Timberwolves, but I think I got the Clippers in this situation. And it's one game. Yeah. Uh, I'm very back and forth with this, to be completely honest with you. Um, because, like you mentioned, Carl Anthony Towns, like the, the Timberwolves have something that the Clippers don't, which is an elite big man. However, Zubak and Hartenstein have done a very good job this year defending some of the league's elite big men. You also mentioned their three-point shooting a couple of games ago. They're the best three-point shooting team in the league this year. Like... By a, no, I, don't, I shouldn't say by a mile, but I know that they're the best three-point shooting team in the league. And this isn't just coming off the backs of Reggie Jackson or, or Paul George, you know, uh, uh, Norm Powell. This is coming off, you know, a record-setting Robert Covington, Amir Coffey. You know what I mean? A lot of these guys, a lot of their depth, Luke Kennard, the guy that was in the three-point shooting contest. You know what I mean? A lot of these depth guys are are hoopers, are, are bucket getters. Um but again, I just, uh, you know, when I try to evaluate a playoff series, I always try to go to who's the best five players on the court. That's not the be-all, end-all, because, uh, again, I think depth really matters more than anything. Um, but the best five players on the court, I would say, I would probably say Carl Anthony Towns is number one, just because he's played more games than Paul George this year. Paul George is an elite player. Paul George yeah. would be number two. Number three would probably be... Would it be Ant or would it be D'Lo? You know what I mean? I say maybe, I say maybe D'Lo just is got a little bit more experience under his belt. And then, and that I like, I think they win. I think Ant, D'Lo, and Cat, and then probably Norman and uh, PG are probably are probably the two representatives for for the Clippers. The success of the Clippers will live with Reggie Jackson. The success or failure will live with Reggie Jackson. If he's going, that gets perfect. He, he, they're going. Uh, 
If he's not, if he's cold, it means that those other guys got to step up. Now, they've shown that they can do that. Um, again, even as, even saying this, I, I'm, I'm still unsure about it. Um, I'm going to ride with Steve though. I'm going to say experience wins in this. I'm going to say, you know, as great as that Timberwolves coach has been, I forget what his name is, he's been great this year. I think they just signed him um, to a contract. So, you know, obviously well-deserved. Finch, I think, is his name. Yeah. Um, I'm just going to go with... You know, Ty Lue's system, uh, Ty Lue's, you know, schematics. Um, but, again, I wouldn't be surprised the Timberwolves came away um, with a win. I also selfishly want the Timberwolves to get that eight spot because I think a matchup of DeAndre Ayton and, and Carl Anthony Towns would be pretty sick to watch. So, selfishly, I want to see that as a seven-game series. So, I'll take the Clippers in that, in that first game. Um, okay. Now, moving on to the second matchup in the West. New Orleans Pelicans versus the San Antonio Spurs. See, Ash, I'll let you start this time. Um, we got, you know, a young coach, Willie Green. You know, was under. I just learned this last night watching their game. He was a part of the Steve Kerr system when they won a couple championships back in the day. Versus, you know, one of the greatest, probably the greatest NBA. One of, yeah, let's say one of, because that's pretty blasphemous to just call him the greatest. But one of the greatest coaches we've ever seen in the NBA, Greg Popovich. What, what are you thinking in this? Uh, I think this one's a bit of an easier pick for me. It's the Pelicans for me. Um, it's interesting, man. The Spurs traded away one of their best guys in Derek yeah. White, and they became better. And well, and, and even talk about Demar. Like Demar left, right? So, mm-hmm. or I guess yeah, you got stuff for him, him, but like, like they got stuff for him. Yeah, but still, like that's a big piece. That's, that's your number it. one piece. Get out the door. Yeah, but it's interesting for me that uh, the way the Pelicans have been playing, CJ just has been sparking it up. It's a great conversation going on with how CJ was underrated during the season, but now he's looking good. I got the Pelicans in that situation. Even though Pop's a great coach, maybe he can outsmart the uh, system, but I think talent in this situation will win. Yeah, and you speak about sparking it up. They also got a, a you know a former Duke Blue Devil, Brandon Ingram there, who I swear to God plays every game just ripped out of his mind. Like his, he's <laughs> definitely stoned. Like I saw this graphic. It was uh, well, it was on TikTok, but it was the graphic of Jalen Brown, Pascal, um, Bam, and Bi, and it was like one's got to go. And so this guy broke it down. He ended up choosing Jalen Brown to be out. But the first, you know, guy he talks about was B.I. And he's like, are you kidding me? This guy shows up to every single game absolutely smacked. Like, and he, and he drains <laughs> buckets. Like, I'm taking this guy. He's a hooper. Like, he's playing stoned. So, yeah, B.I. B.I. And then and then C.J. Uh, or not, yeah, yeah, C.J. And then, uh, you know, Valanchunas. I've been, I've really liked what he's done this year as well. Um, you know, man, if Zion comes back next year and he actually wants to play for the Pelicans there, I have a very interesting team. Who was a rookie there? Hubert Jones or something? Herbert Jones. I've been a Herbert, big fan Herbert of him, Jones. man. He's, he's got... Uh, he's good. He can spray from three. He's not like an elite three-point shooter, but great on defense as well. So, yeah, he's he's nice. He's nice. Yeah, a few young pieces on there. Yeah, Interesting. Yeah. And again, Willie Green, they talked about him on the broadcast. He's a very cerebral coach, very similar to, to uh, Ty Lue or Steve Kerr, very methodical in what, they, in what he does. So, you know, Willie Green could be one of those elite coaches in the league a couple of years down the road. But, uh, Chris, do you agree with uh, Seabash and I on, on the New Orleans Pelicans pick, or are you maybe going with the um, San Antonio Spurs? Yeah, I'm going to go against the grain. I'm going to be different. I'm going to go with the San Antonio Spurs. The quote you, 
basically 20 seconds ago not 20 seconds ago but you know i think experience is gonna win this and i think the experience with with pop is gonna play a huge role in this um, yeah and you know what and it's not to i, I don't want to discredit any of the talent that's on the pelicans pelicans loaded with talent i just don't think this year is their year and you know what next I, year they are going to pop off yeah next year and you know what i will say so. chris is like in the last matchup that we talked about we were talking about i guess you could talk about the coaches as well tyloo versus mm-hmm. again i forget his name um but we were talking chris about finch. sorry finch chris finch, chris finch the tyloo versus chris finch you sure you can talk mm-hmm. about veteranship versus you know rookie coach type thing um who i believe actually used to be in the raptors organization he used to use an assistant coach or an associate coach in the raptors organization um but regardless we were talking more about the experience um on the court right with the players yeah. this one is you're right it's different um but it's more to do with the guys behind the bench because i would say for the most part the guys that are playing on the floor none of them have really done anything Dejounte murray's the guy yaka Pertle's the guy there like what have they done? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, B.I. Yeah. is the guy. Like, C.J., I guess, would be the most experienced probably in that series because he's played in Portland. Mm-hmm. But you're definitely looking at the coaches, Willie Green versus San Antonio, or San Antonio's Greg Popovich. Yeah, and I, again, like like you said, like they may not have, like, the most talented guys on the squad, like, on the floor, but I feel like that experience with the coaching, it, it can almost cover that gap. It's enough to, like, you know what? This is how we're gonna play two cover guys like Bi um, and whatnot, just to that way. It's it's competitive basketball and it's good. And you know what? I, so. I trust the defense as well of San yeah. Antonio over mm-hmm. New Orleans. New Orleans can definitely shoot, um, but everything in that system, similar to like kind of how Tyloo does things, it's very thought out, very structured. Um, I think it'll be an interesting matchup, but I think the talent will win. Okay. Um, so, okay, Chris, I'll, let, I'll go right back to you here. Um, yeah. You have the so you had Minnesota winning, so they go mm-hmm. on to play Memphis. You have Minnesota Clippers versus the San Antonio Spurs playing for that eighth seed, playing against Phoenix Suns, the, the best team in the league. Um, give us your your breakdown on that one. Um, then, if we had the Clippers playing the Spurs. I would sadly say the Spurs would probably lose to the Clippers. Sadly, the Clippers look at would... that. I give, I, you know, I give, I've been giving love to Toronto lately. We'll talk about the playoffs eventually here on the East Side, and this guy just is just so fucking sadly. happy to try to see my squad lose. No, he you said unfortunately. You just said unfortunately. The unfortunately, Spurs would lose. but that's you know what? I don't think it'll be a bad thing because I think the Clippers. I think the Clippers could, you know, push the Suns, and I've they could been take hearing it. people say that. they could take it deep if, if not take take the series. Whereas I don't, I couldn't see the Spurs doing much against oh, the Suns. No. Really. no. So, like oh, no. for me again, being selfish and wanting to watch like basketball, I want to watch the Clippers and the Suns play just because I feel like it will be a good series. I think in general, like you know, we didn't record, and it's probably better for the sake of your sanity, both of your sanity. So we didn't record the playoffs <laughs> last year. Um, you would, I, if you talk about loudness, I would have been real loud back then. Yeah. That's my lights falling down for me having some hot This guy would have paint on his face like, let's go! <laughs> yeah, it's very hype. Um, but uh, I, I really, and like last year, obviously the Raptors didn't make it, the Bulls didn't make it, but um, 
I, I like it. It's good for the podcast. It's good for content, and it's good for us. You know what I mean? I don't think I'll be honest with you. I don't know how far those three are gonna go. Um, but I mean, just to have those three, uh, I'll say potentially in the playoffs because Clippers don't have it yet. But to have those three potentially in the playoffs is, is definitely exciting for the three of us as well. Um, yeah. See you, Ash. We had you and I both had um, New Orleans versus Minnesota. Does your disdain for Minnesota still carry on to this match, or what? It does, but not in the way you think. Okay. I think they are going to beat the Pelicans, but I think that's a good thing because I want them to get beat by the Suns. Okay. And see Carl Towns get shut down by Aiden. See, look at that. He's on a he's on a short name basis. He didn't even say Cat. He didn't say Carl. He said Carl Towns. Like. That's how Carl much Towns. disrespect Steve Ash is throwing at the Minnesota got, Timberwolves. Yeah. Well, Carly Towns is going to get shut down Carly. by Billy. Wow. Oh, listen, Damn. wow. Damn, listen, bro. bro. Tell him how you really feel, eh? <laughs> My God. Nah, man, I'm still hurt from that whole Jimmy Butler situation, but that's okay. We're not going to Oh, that's true. That Jim Butler's your guy. Hurt. That's true. That's true. Listen, bro. Once a bull, always a bull, Jimmy Butler. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, I agree with you. I think Minnesota's been such a good team this year. I think, uh, you know, medium three, big three, you know, whatever. The three, you know, three can dine pack in the McDonald's drive-thru. I don't know what it is. But I think, you know, that they're going to they're gonna have what it takes to, to beat New Orleans. Valanciunas versus Cat could be a good matchup. But, you know, I'm taking the best shooting big in NBA history. I don't know what that is. That was... Valanciunas at one point he was leading the league in threes. When he was on the Raptors? No, when he was thing. Um, this season. Oh really? This season. Was he? Yeah. At one point Valanciunas was leading the league in three pointers made. It was stupid. I actually didn't know. That's yeah. Cool. Yeah, I think. No, I wasn't I, even making a Raptors. <laughs> I think they no, just are so quick to get on me about that shit. I must have like, bro. <laughs> I just no, for real though, cause like, cause he had a good season with the Raptors. Like, but he, he was on the Raptors. I feel like he, was he wasn't good. shooting like that though with the Raptors. I feel like he didn't start That's shooting true. shooting until like maybe Memphis, yeah. like a little That's bit. True. You know. I think that right. I think that depth to okay. just is gonna be the is gonna be the overall factor for for Minnesota. I think they're gonna they yeah. they got a deeper you know lineup. So I think that they'll be able to tap into that they have some not a lot of players but i think they have more players that have more playoff experience uh, than that squad um and i think yeah it was chris that mentioned it off the top i just think the energy um you know the engine that is um pat bev will definitely kind of bring that team um to to an excitement as as long as you know pat bev doesn't get ahead of himself and you know push a guy after the game like um, last night he was he got ejected he was doing some shit so low-key I was kind of like just get ejected and then miss the next game like then it's like you know it's easier um but okay I so I'm screaming you're trash to the ref and I didn't know who he was screaming at and I was like bro if he's screaming at one of my guys yeah. I'm gonna come in here and just trash yeah. Pat for the whole yeah hour. <laughs> um, okay, so the West is set. Um, again, we'll go over to the East, we'll do the play-in, and then we'll come back to the playoffs. But the West is set for Seabash and myself. We have Phoenix playing Minnesota and Memphis playing the Clippers. Uh, Chris, for yourself, you have Phoenix playing the Clippers and uh, Memphis playing Minnesota. Now to go over to the West. The East. East. 
The East. You're right. Thank you. The East. Um, again, let's start with that 7-8 spot. Um, the Brooklyn Nets with Katie and Kyrie versus the Cleveland Cavaliers. Kind of interesting. Again, I don't know if Jared Allen's going to be back, but you got Karis LeVert, Jared Allen on their new squad, playing against their old squad. Um, Sebash, uh, I know Kyrie is your guy. I'll let you take it away. Give us your breakdown, your prediction uh, for this matchup. Yeah, they, they were able to hold that seven seed, so it will be in Brooklyn. Not that it really matters, but um, you know that's, that's nice for travel. Yeah, you sent a text last night uh, asking because the Nets were at the eight seed, and you were thinking about, hey, how would the coach, uh, Steve Nash, react in that situation? Would he kind of make a push for his players to try to win it so they can end up at the seven seed, or would he just let them go? And they did end up winning, and they are now at the seventh seed. The matchup is just the home court advantage in this mm-hmm. situation. Um, look, I just think the Nets are probably a better fitted team for this situation. It's one game. You just got to get a win. Mm-hmm. The shot creation on the Cavs, I have not been confident in all season. Uh, Karis Levert has been a good addition. I'm not sure how he's going to fit in that situation in the one game. I've seen him ball out in those one games, but it'll be an interesting game. I think the Nets got it. Um, and I think if now, here's what, what I will say. I wouldn't be surprised if the Nets lose this game without a problem. Like, just easily lose it. Really? I think there might be a situation where the Nets might think they're better fitted against the Heat. But, I don't know. That's something because the Nets are... They got the best half-court offense, whereas the Heat got the worst half-court offense. And they kind of, you know, they just kind of, like, fit each other where they can cancel each other out on each end. Mm. And I think that would be an interesting situation, whereas with the Celtics, they've been kind of hot. And I think their defense is going to be kind of tough for anybody. So, yeah, I don't know. I, I got them going, winning that game, though. And I did just check quickly. They won't have Jared Allen for Tuesday's game. However, there is a 50-50 chance that if they lose... Um, uh, that that he'd be available for the uh, winner of that uh, Atlanta Charlotte game. So you have the Nets winning. Yes, you have the Nets winning. Okay, um, Chris, Cleveland versus Brooklyn. What do you got? I also had the Nets winning. Um, again, I agree with C. Like it's just a it's a one game scenario, and I feel like in this one game, the Nets have what they need just just to take it. Um, you know, they got that home court advantage, which really, I feel like, doesn't really, wouldn't really matter, but the Nets have all the pieces to win this, and if they lose, literally, it's just on themselves, or it's an intentional loss at that point, like she yeah. said, just trying to match themselves up with the Heat, and then being confident that they could beat either the Hawks or the Hornets, whoever ends up being there, that would think, so. Yeah, that's interesting. I also heard that they might be looking at Ben Simmons making a return in the playoffs. They're ramping him oh. up. You know, they're trying to see how his back is going to be, but there is a potential that Ben Simmons could come back. And I forget who it was. It was one of the talking heads, but they were saying that, uh, you know, the, that's great for the defense, but there's also a bit of concern about you now putting a team that doesn't really have a lot of shooters, like three-point shooters, and you're adding another guy that can't, shoot the three. It doesn't matter if he's putting out 15 second close of him shooting three. Mm-hmm. It's different when it's in game. So what's your thought on the possibility of Ben Simmons coming back see and how does that affect the, the Nets? 
Brother, imagine Ben Simmons comes out in the playoffs yeah. and starts training. That would be fire. That would, that would be lit. Yeah, that would be fire. <laughs> I feel like he would. I would... I will cut every clip of me defending Ben Simmons and make a compilation of him every time he makes a three and just add the most epic music and just talk my shit for months <laughs> yeah. after that. Yeah. That would be just great. Yeah. I uh I don't know. I, I think obviously for their defense, you know, they they haven't been the best defensive team. That would be a great addition for sure. Um, but again, getting that shooting that's that's definitely a thing. Now I know Stephen A. Smith had said um, if they do get Ben Simmons back, he's like, you can book the Nets going to the finals. Um, Chris, what are your thoughts on the possibility of Ben Simmons returning? Do you think that that's a, like, that's, does that push the Nets over the top? Can you see them, you know, going, let's say, can you see them going to the Easter Conference finals if Ben Simmons returns? Oh, honestly, I don't know uh, all the way to the Easter Conference finals, but like, I feel like Ben would be like a great addition, like you said. Like he, sure. he adds that level of defense mm-hmm. that like sometimes I feel like the Nets lack in uh, some of their games. And fuck, honestly, it's a scary team. <laughs> it's a super. Like, scary we were talking. I think Chris, it was you and I that were in agreement. Like Kevin Durant is in our minds the you know one of the greatest scorers of all time. Yeah. So now you add one of the greatest scorers of all time, a 7 foot fucking alien that can shoot from anywhere. Kyrie, arguably mm-hmm. one of the craftiest point guards of all time. He can get to his spots, he can get around anybody. You want him as a slasher, you want him as a shooter. He's been shooting from 3 unbelievably in the games he's played this year. And then you add a guy and Ben Simmons could be a DPOY candidate. Like obviously if he plays, can guard all five positions. Sure he doesn't mm-hmm. have the shooting that is a very, very scary trio. And then you have those role exactly. players. Drummond, who's been nice in his spot. Seth Curry's been nice in his spot. Patty Mills, Cam Thomas. These guys, they're, they're clicking. God about Seth. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. Like, if they're clicking, <laughs> you know they can what? make maybe some I, noise. Yeah, yeah, maybe I take back my comments. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even... Ugh. Yeah, you know, yeah, that's gonna be a scary squad. And watch, watch Ben come out and actually start draining a few threes. That'd be crazy. Like, that would be crazy. I mean, for content, I just want to see. Not happen for the sake of this podcast, man. Uh, for content, I just want to see Philly and Brooklyn in an Eastern Conference Finals matchup. Oh yeah, that'd be so. Scary. And that's why another reason why I think they might do that is because of the books. It's like if they go against the Heat mm. and they go through the Heat, they would either at have to go through the Raptors or the Sixers. And that series will be interesting for me. Very interesting. We'll get to that Philly Sixers matchup. However, I would be concerned about being on that side of the 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 playoffs because you're gonna play if you're going to a seven game series, you're playing more games in Toronto than you're playing in Brooklyn. And obviously Kyrie's still mm-hmm. not vaccinated and Canada's rules are what they are still. So I agree. I think they would like that That's matchup true. if it's in a perfect world, but unfortunately it's not a perfect, not a perfect world. No, um, I agree though. I see Brooklyn going going on. I really like them again. I, I yeah, you got Kevin Durant, one of the top five players in the league today. Again, I just talked my shit about Kyrie. You're a huge fan of him. You know, you could go off on him, uh, see a match, but I see Brooklyn winning that uh, and and playing Boston. But then we will go to the nine and ten spot, and this has got to be probably like I don't even know what the line's gonna be for this the game, but just take the over. Like this, this is a high, two high offensive teams that just do not play defense. Charlotte's been kind of 
playing a bit of defense, you know, down the stretch. They got Montrez Harold, um, a, a little a beast down there in the paint. But uh, uh, what do you guys think in this Atlanta Charlotte matchup? I don't know who I asked first last time. So whoever I didn't ask first, you asked uh, C last time. So what do you think, Chris? Atlanta Charlotte, and this will be in ATL. So. You know, maybe oh, yeah. you know what? Here's the thing too. Well, was going to be sidelined. We list we like Magic City in ATL. You got Tiana Trump and Brittany Renner hanging out watching the games. They're probably be sidelined. They're going to get the boys out distracted at the strip club the night before. Like you know, maybe they take advantage of that. You know what I? Uh... That's tough. It's tough, man. eh? It's that tough. A, it's really tough. It's tough, and like I know that because like the team's got the exact same record. They could go basically either or. Um, they spray they, from three. They spray from three. Yeah. You know what? He's I'm going the Charlotte. Hornets. Hey, I knew oh, you were going to take Charlotte. Charlotte. Yeah. I'm taking Charlotte just because I want to see something. I want to see yeah. something. I'm con- you know what? I'm yeah. I'm confident in Charlotte. I'm confident in Charlotte. I'm so confident that if you would like to make a wager against it, Tobias or C, I will. T- <laughs> win some you know what? Back. I will. I will lob it up to C to make the wager because I believe C Vash had the Atlanta Hawks fairly high in our pre-season uh, rankings. So yeah. C Vash, I'll let you answer uh, his proposal for this match, and you know, give us your breakdown. Uh, on this on this nine versus ten matchup in the playing tournament, you know, um, I was just gonna come in here and talk about how this matchup is as interesting as Chris explained it, and you know, I'm just glad that I didn't ask for the bet because I will <laughs> gladly take that. Okay, and I will All be right. going with the Hawks to win this series. I of course owe you ten from that fucked up bet that the Raptors <laughs> made it to the fifth seed, but. I will go double or nothing on that, where I'm picking the Hawks to win that one-game matchup. Okay. Do you take that double or nothing? I'm going. I'm going with my toothbrush, six-foot-tall player <laughs> to make all the threes. It's not. And... Even, listen, it doesn't remind me of a toothbrush. He reminds me of like a lollipop that's been stuck in your couch probably for like wow. two months, and it's got some like dust bunny fur on it. You gotta do better cleaning if that lollipop was stuck in your <laughs> yeah. couch for two months. Yeah, yeah. Come on. Definitely man. not doing the old couch search for change in the remote in that couch. Um, okay. But yeah, I'll take that bet, Chris. I'll okay. put double or nothing with our old bet from Raptors, $10. So, um, yeah, I got okay. the Hawks winning it. Alright, so winner gets 20. A nice 20 piece. So, no, if you win, you get 20. If I win, I get. I don't have to pay you. I okay, get you get it. Okay, okay, okay. You should have okay, just okay, took okay. the 20, Sivash. Nice guy. Yeah, honest guy. Yeah, honest This is my guy. He's I'm not honest trying guy. to finesse You know what? That's the difference between you two, Tavaj. What? You're honest. Here I <laughs> came honest. in. I came. I, to- I could have hid the bets. I could have been like, I don't know you anything. I don't know what you're talking about. That's funny, yeah, because 10 minutes ago I was like, I was bet- praying you would not remember that yeah. bet with the Cavs. <laughs> He might have a beard like Abraham Lincoln, but he's not always honest Abe. Um, but me moving on to, to the 9 versus 10 match, I know that was a stretch. I don't know if anyone C, knows their C has, C has long since shed his nickname of the Cobra, and he's no that longer the Cobra. That was a, wait, wait, thank you. That was a trash-ass <laughs> thing we came up with. That. that was a nickname. Why? I'm how a, was I the Cobra? Bro, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not a snake. I can't remember. I don't even know how it originated. Um... Like, I can't remember where it came from. 
I think uh, she would have called me the mom, but I would have been, you know, never. hey, that's nice, never. you know, black mom, wow. Nine versus ten, Atlanta versus Charlotte. Like I said, it's going to be a high-scoring, low-defense game. Um, man, it, it's it's tough. I think I might go back to experience. I think I might go to a team that's been there before, a coach that has a bit more experience. Um, who was Nate McMillan with before? Was it Indiana? Yeah, so really not doing anything in the playoffs, but had experience in the playoffs. Uh, Borrego, I believe his name in Charlotte. They're just a young team. And I think that this, them getting into the play-in, is um, a success story for sure. Um, now, who knows? You know, they could end up being like the Memphis Grizzlies of last year, right? Didn't the Grizzlies beat um, Golden State? Um, so yeah. it could happen for sure. But I'm going to go with the experienced Atlanta team. Um, to beat the Charlotte Hornets. So, once again, Steve Ash and I on the same page. We're rocking with the ATL. You know, I, I just think PJ Washington's going to be too strapped, too distracted. You know, in the Magic City uh, with those wings, of course. <laughs> That's all I'm talking about—the wings. Um, but yeah, so we have Atlanta going to the next round of the play-in. Brooklyn. All of us agree that Brooklyn take that seven seed to play Boston. Now we get the Cleveland versus Atlanta matchup, and this would, of course, be in Cleveland. Not a lot of strip clubs in Cleveland. Um, see you, Ash. Atlanta versus Cleveland. What are you thinking here? This one's tough, too, man, because I just, you know, again, going back to this one-game situation, it's not a regular season. It's not a situation where these guys can go all out and do what they have to do. It's just one game. It's tough. I can see it going either way, but for the sake of just entertainment, pure entertainment, I'm going with the Hawks. I think they might have it in them to stomp the Cavs in this situation. Maybe Jared Allen is back, and that defensive duo of Jared Allen and Mobley would kind of give him some pushback, but I'm just, you know, in this situation, I'm not putting any bets on this. I could definitely be wrong in this situation. I'm going for the Hawks just for the sake of the matchups in the playoffs. Is John Collins still injured? Is he? I just looked at his uh, his previous games, and he has not played a game. Like I'm going back to March 20th now. What's the return time on our bet, Chris? <laughs> What's up, bro? Because with with Charlotte, with the ATL and Charlotte match, I I don't have a problem with the bigs because again, I think the offense is going to be so high. Um, but in that Cleveland matchup, I'd be a little worried. Potentially with Jared Allen coming back, you've got Evan Mobley there. Darius Garland's been doing his thing. But in terms of bigs, if you just have Clint Capella, I guess you got a Kung Wu. But John Collins is a big piece of that Atlanta Hawks squad. So that's a little bit of a red flag for me. I'm just going to, while we're talking about this, I'm going to look up and see if we have a turn time for him. Yeah, Chris, how do you feel about the matchup? Uh, just with what Tobias has said with the injuries and looking at what the Cavs are dealing with, maybe with Jared Allen coming back. I'm a firm believer. Um, faith, I believe. I believe that with Jaren, I you know I think Jaren Allen coming back will will be a big thing because if they are going up against like, oof, 
benefits. But well, I guess you picked the Hornets. I, I picked the Hornets. I was just thinking in general. Yeah, so the Hornets versus the Cavs. I'm doing the Hornets versus the Cavs. Like, mm, I feel like it's a little, like, I have to, I feel like I need to worry a little, a little less, a little less than you. But it would. Oh man, you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna continue even with Jared Allen back. They're gonna keep skidding. If they lose that. They're gonna skid. They're gonna skid, like and it. the Hornets are. I'm riding. I'm riding. Like right? Ride or die. Comparing it back to what Tobias said with the Grizzlies last year, they won their first game in the play-in, and then they went ahead and knocked the eight seed mm-hmm. out of the play-in. I can see it. I like yeah. that. Yeah, they're going to keep going. They're trudging ahead. So it sounds like John Collins is out for the playoffs. He's got both a oh. finger and a foot issue. Um, two? Damn. Yeah. So with that being said, in my Cleveland versus Atlanta matchup, I'm going to take Cleveland. I just think, uh, especially if Jared Allen returns, which is he's probable to come back for that game on Friday, um, I just think that trio... Of, of Darius Garland, Evan Mobley, and Jared Allen. I think it'll be too much. Again, at the end of the day, like there's certain players in the league, KD, Kyrie, mm-hmm. LeBron, Steph, uh, and Trey Young's going to work his way into that. Uh, Luka, Jaw, Trey Young's going to work his way into that conversation uh, if he's not already as a, as a player that can take over a game. It doesn't matter what the rest of the guys around him are doing. He can put drop, drop a 50-piece and take over the game. So sure, there's definitely a possibility that that happens, um, but I'm just I'm looking at the defense. I'm looking at those bigs, you know, ro- rolling out three seven footers. How how does Atlanta, you know, attack that? How do they you know combat that? So, like, would they just destroy in the paint? Like I don't know. So, um, Herder's been very inconsistent. I like uh, Bogdanovich, but he's also been a little shaky as of late. Um, so I'm just gonna ride with Cleveland. I'm going to take them, and I, I'm going to see J.B. Bickerstaff uh, get his team an eighth seed in the playoffs. Okay, so that was our play-in predictions. Again, I think for the most part, we're all in agreement. Chris, I believe you had Charlotte taking that eighth seed. Uh, Siavash and I both had Atlanta taking that eighth seed. Brooklyn, we all agreed in the seventh spot. Clippers, Siavash and I agreed in the seventh spot. Uh, you had uh, Minnesota. But we had Minnesota in that eighth spot. So we'll see how it works out. We might be totally wrong. Clippers might not even make any spot, right? So, you know, Atlanta Atlanta with their, you know, maybe they get wrapped up in, in Magic City with, you know, the wings. And maybe Brittany Renner and, and Tiana Trump are hanging out with, with Trey Young. But um, with that being said, let's wrap up this episode and uh, we'll see you in the next one. Peace. Wow, Scott, I'm not paying you. <laughs> You're paying me, dog. You're paying um, me. You're running me those pockets. I know where you live. Oh.